Welcome to Funnels and Follow-Up. I'm Barry Cohen. And I'm Catherine Cohen. This is the show where we discuss the things that you should be doing in your business to get people into your funnel, into your sales funnel, into that pipeline, and then the things that you should be doing to follow up with them. You know, to keep them moving along that journey to your high ticket item. That's right. That's right. And um, people will tell you that it's hard to be an entrepreneur. It's hard to be in business for yourself. Well, you know today, what I say? I say success is easy. I say success is easy too. And that's what our guest today says. Debbie Allen is an internationally known expert and professional speaker who has presented before thousands of audience, uh, thousands of people huge audiences in 28 countries. She's ranked, and there goes the cat, um, she is ranked as one of the top, in the top 5%, top 5% of professional women speakers uh, worldwide. She's a best-selling author of nine, nine that many books, including her latest bestseller, which is what we're gonna talk about today. Success is easy, this is her magazine. This is the book. That's the book. So um, please help us welcome Debbie Allen. Ta-da. Great to be here with you guys as always. It's great to, great to be with you. It was wonderful to be with you for the launch of your book. Yeah, you guys and came out to the, the big uh, red carpet launch, and that was super exciting to, to have you there and uh, be such a big part of that whole thing. And then launching the seminar day. So, yeah, it's a whole new New year, like new thought processes that who's going to finally say that success is easy. I thought somebody had to do it. So I wrote a book on it. There well, you go. And you know, any excuse to wear a tuxedo, I'm there. I like it. That's, what You know, we have uh, worked with you. We have seen you on stage. You make it look easy. You certainly make it look easy, and um, and yet you tell your stories, and it wasn't you know born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You know, daddy handed you everything. So in your book, you 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 tell us that you know most of us are taught to believe that success is challenging and hard, and that it can be a huge disappointment to grow up and finally realize much of what we've been taught is actually not true. Success is easy. Right. I can imagine, imagine these, uh, these, these belief systems and these thoughts that are just instilled upon us. Right. And we grow mm -hmm. up with this and we think that we are stuck in life because, well, that's what we've been told. But here's the good news. You take a hundred percent responsibility of your own success and you have a choice to change beliefs. And so, you know, unfortunately we grew up a lot of times from parents and even teachers that are surrounded us and really felt that success was hard. And so we got that mindset in our head that it's going to be hard. It's going to take a long time. And why should I have even tried? Because I don't know anything about it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I should, you know, I should have listened to all those doomsayers and, and, and just believed I couldn't do it. Right. So we buy into these ideas, which is, you know, really a dramatic thing that causes most is failures. And and the thing is, we all have failures. It's just that success, yeah. successful people realize that's part of doing business and they just keep moving along. But people that have that doomsayer kind of attitude that, oh, it's hard and I don't know if I can make it, they're going to give up too soon. And that's the sad part. And that's why I wanted to write this book because 
I want to really change the, that mindset that more people can have success. And the thing is really, Barry and Kat, is we know this success on our own terms. And, and I think that leaves a lot of people like, okay, I can relax a little because if I, I really determine that I'm going to take responsibility for my own success, but I'm also going to take responsibility for success on my own terms, then, you know, maybe it's not as grandiose as I put it out there to be, or I can have this much success and then feel confident and get more success because it's going to be different for you at, at different times in your life, whatever success means to you. It's a very, you know, it's a very broad term, you know, you know, they talk about success and the science of success, but success is something different for every single person. And I don't think people, well, People need to understand, yes, it's hard work, but that doesn't mean it's hard, if that makes sense, because we as entrepreneurs, we work a lot. Um, and at the beginning, at the very beginning, it's very hard work. But like you said, it's on your own terms. So, you yeah. know, what? I, I, it's not that hard of work because I'm doing it at my own pace, at my own pleasure, how I'm comfortable working. So I think that makes a big difference. You're going to work your butt off. <laughs> I think we're all going to work our butts off. Well, uh, there, I'd like to work it off a little bit more. <laughs> you know, right there with you. We're not working hard enough. No, but I, I, I worked hard, and I realized when I really worked hard, I wasn't getting places. So I now work strategic. Mm -hmm. So I really that's the better word. Don't say work hard anymore. Say work strategically. I love it. I love it. Working strategically, you're taking the right actions. They're getting you the right results, and then it seems to go the flow go easily because if you know what your goals are, you know what results you want, and then you're taking all these all these action steps and and and, and doing things and chasing bright bright shiny objects, which I call squirrels, the squirrel syndrome. You know, you're just, yeah, you should cut, everybody's got the squirrel. I love it. I can't believe how many podcasts I've done where people have had squirrels. I think I send squirrels and books ahead of time. So we, we have those, but, uh, you know, just realizing that it's, it's really, you know, taking the right steps and, and just be like that laser focus tunnel vision. And, and most people don't do that when you learn to do those skills, because there are specific skills to make success easy. Um, and one of them really, we just talked about, you know, being focused, laser focused on your direction, not wavering and just taking the right strategic steps. So uh, yeah, you might take a lot of steps. So that might be a little harder because you're walking a little faster, a little longer, the first uh, part of it, but um, eventually you start, you know, easing into it mm -hmm. and decisions become easier. Uh, you know, opportunities become easier. Yeah. Uh, you know, things start happening. And a lot of that happens through just like awareness. And it also happens to relationships, like just the relationship we have right. you know, with each other. Like you create something and you'll go, let's, let's create a collaboration, right? You, you came to my book sign. Then you said, Hey, let's why don't you come on my podcast. Let's share that information. And, and you guys get collaboration. And that's why you're successful in what you do. You get a lot more support as I believe as an entrepreneur, then you, you get in a, and I'll spell it because I know you have never, you refuse to say the word and that is J O B. Right. Um, I, I believe you get a lot more collaboration. And in fact, in your book, you say success is easier than failure. Yes. I've never heard anybody say that. Isn't that crazy? I mean, nobody's ever said that. And it's so crazy because when you think about it, failure has to happen for us to learn. Right. But 
success is actually easier because we're surrounded by success all the time. We're surrounded by the internet that gives us so much opportunity to learn everywhere. We're surrounded by seminars that we can go to and mentors and opportunity that we've never ever had before. So much of it just waiting for us, right? If you want to learn anything, you can learn it, especially as entrepreneurs. I mean, every business I've ever started, I knew little or nothing about, not a good business strategy, but it just shows you, you know, you could find the people, you can find the information. If you're passionate about wanting to learn something, I always believe that, you know, the how is really none of your business because if you just hung up on the how or, oh, I can't do this because I don't know the how, uh, you know, you can find out the how. And I've always been that way. And, and that's why I wanted to write this, you know, again, write this book is because I didn't have the answers. I didn't have the education. I didn't have the funding to do any of those things. And I made it happen with every, every business I've ever set my mind to. And I know that other people can do this. I know they can teach other people to do it. And it's it's some of mindset and then uh, some of strategy and uh, a lot of action taking and the right action taking. Yeah, the, the, the right action taking. That's the key. So many people. I mean, we say it to our clients. I, I've heard you say it to people. Stop rearranging the pencils on your desk. Take the right action. Stop doing busy work and start doing strategic work. Start taking the steps that will have you, you know, make success and make it easy. When you're taking the right steps, it's easy. When you're taking the wrong steps, it's like, it's like getting a car with a man, let's just say, for instance, <laughs> and, and they don't want to read the map and they don't want to ask directions. Well, then it's hard to go on a road trip. But if you read directions and you read the map, not Barry, not Barry. He's he's good at bringing up Google Maps, but other men. I, my father was like that all the time. Before Google Maps, you know, the, the fights that we had in the cars, it was just terrible. Right. And it was crazy. Yeah. I, don't ask for help. Right. What? That's nuts. Like you have to ask for help. That's just all part of the concept, right? You know, that's that's huge right there. You have to ask for help. We we can't work in a vac vacuum. It just yeah. doesn't work. If yeah, you well, you gotta keep you can't say what you're not good at because you know, I have these um when I'm working with some people now in some group that I'm starting out with, I've asked the question, I rest right out. Tell me what's holding you back. You know, what, what do you think it is? I, I just, I'm in a position, I got this job and it's all about selling and I hate selling and I'm not good at selling. So, you know, what this person's doing is talking to themselves every day saying, I'm not a good salesperson. I put myself in this position and if I don't make sales, I'm going to be the worst salesperson in the office. And what did I do? And now every single day, this mental torment is going in your mind. Well, should I even stay in this position? Well, why don't you just learn how to be successful in sales? I mean, I used to not like selling either. And then I would just be, okay, I'm going to be a sponge to learn. So I would read every book on sales. And, you know, I reached out to this person this morning, sent him an email. I said, I started reading books by Joe Girard, the Guinness Book of World Records for selling the most cars. And I liked mm -hmm. his style. I liked the style, how he gave service. He did follow-up. He promoted himself like crazy. I'm a shameless self-promoter. You got to get yourself out there, you know, and, and you're helping people. You got to, you come from a place of service. And then I found how to do that authentically. And I'm like, and I started making more sales and I love selling. And so I went from like, just, you know, the same mindset. So I got it like where I used to think, I don't like selling. I'm not good at it to like totally shifting and learning, being a sponge and then shifting how I thought about it. And it, it made a huge difference. So you got to stop saying what you're not good at and start learning how to be good at it. Exactly. I mean, you know, you get the people in your funnel, 
which is what we're talking about here. And what are you going to do with them? You're not having afternoon tea with them. You are selling to them. Whether they notice they people think that selling is a dirty word and it's not, you know, when, when we talk to people, we we're building relationships and what we've learned is if you have something that can help them, you would be doing them a disservice by not offering it to them. So just go ahead and do it. It's easy. You know, success is easy. That's a beautiful. Well, and you you've done that through relationships, and that's really a key. That is that's a big key to success is you know having relationships with people and selling. And education is the key. I mean, if you have a product that you love, you know is going to help people, then and you have testimonials and case studies, it's like why wouldn't you want to help more people and shout from the rooftops about it, right? Um, otherwise, you know, dwelling in this, I'm not successful at selling. I'm not successful at marketing. I really suck at marketing. I suck at, you know, oh God, get away, get out of that. You know, that's the stuff you got to get away from going, okay, awareness. I'm not very good at this. So these are things, these are skills I need to learn because you have just critical business skills you have to learn as an entrepreneur because we can hire that out to everybody. We don't have a big office, a big staff. You know, we're, we're like often the manager, the janitor, the sales rep, the manager, the marketing manager or everything. Right. So we have to learn those skills. And, um, and, and so you, sometimes you gotta learn what you don't think you, you don't like learning, but when you start seeing the results from it, you start liking it. Right. So I've learned that, you know, even just writing like, marketing copy years ago i thought okay i learned a lot of things about marketing but i don't want to learn copy sitting or writing copy learning how to write that with the words and then my marketing mentor at the time said you're going to find this one of the most critical skills because you're going to be writing emails the rest of your life and uh, sales copy letters and everything else you need to learn this you know and now i learn it now i get to do it for my clients and make a lot of money off of it um but you know now i just do it with almost a a, you know, a sixth sense, like it just comes natural to me. Um, so I know that, you know, when you absorb something and you learn it, come, it can become natural for you. But, you know, the thing about making success easy is learning a lot of the skills that you're not taught in school. I mean, you're not taught failure in school. You're not taught how to build relationships in school. You're not taught how to promote yourself in school. You know, these are the things I'm teaching in the book is there's a lot of skills that we need to learn. You'll know, be good communicators, all these things that really help me are the keys to help me be successful in business. And it's not something you're going to learn in school. So you got to learn it out there in the trenches. That's a, that's a huge point that, that we don't learn these things in school. Um, even if you went to business school. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, if I went to business school, I would have learned it. You don't No. there's, there's nuances that you don't learn. You, you'll learn more than, um, you know, getting your, uh, you know, your general uh, humanities degree in college, um, which costs these days way too much for you to just go get a humanities degree. But until you get in the trenches and and start to do this stuff and see, as you said, Debbie, where you may not have the best skill set and go, okay, I need to learn this. And, and here's something we hear a lot. Um, well, I can, you, you said it too. I can hire somebody. How do you know you're going to hire the right person? Unless you have that skill set, unless you know selling and copy and marketing and how to do the books, unless you know these things, that's when you end up hiring somebody who writes you bad copy for a lot of money, yeah. somebody who's embezzling you, somebody, or, you know, or, or even just 
screwing up your book so bad that you know you you end up in trouble. So or just takes advantage of you marketing wise. I have clients that come to me that have paid thousands upon thousands of dollars and got no results because they've gotten really bad marketing or no marketing at all or really bad websites. And I'm thinking you hire people to do this and you got duped and they're like, yeah, but I didn't know what to do. I mean, cause they didn't learn enough. And so if you don't learn enough, you're going to throw a lot of money away at the wrong people. Cause you can hire mentors. You can hire people to do things for you, but you want to hire the right people because part of the other skill set you're going to have to make is decision-making. They don't teach you that in school. Decision -making, making the right decisions and making fast decisions. So you're not just sitting there going, oh, I'll just stay stuck. I don't want to make a decision. Uh, I don't want to take any risk. I mean, that's another huge thing. Entrepreneurs have to take risk. And the most successful people have taken some pretty big risks. And, you know, sometimes you take a risk and you bomb and, you know, you fail and you go, you know, that kind of holds, makes you hold back. But then you got to go out again. You got to take another risk. Uh, I had one client that came and worked with me. And she's made a big investment with me. And she said, I invested $200,000 before you with mentors. And you've got me more in the first week than I've gotten with 200000 I said, well, first of all, I commend you that you would actually take another risk. Yeah. And keep trying. And she says, because I want this bad enough, but this is my last shot. <laughs> Let's put the pressure on me. I said, but we're going to be doing this. She's like, if I don't make it this time, I'm just going to be a grandmother. And just, you know, I said, you're going to be a good grandmother and you're going to be successful too. So forget that. We're going, you know, gives me more motivation to make, make things happen. But, you know, it's, I have a passion to help people be successful. That's, that's how I define you do. it. You do. And so not everybody has the same concept about success. Their, their meaning of success may be, I want money. I want to be all about me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and there are a lot of people out there like that. And, and so I, you know, if you're going to be working with a mentor, you want to make sure that they're your coach on your side. They got accountability because they want you to be successful because it's going to make them good, look good too. And they want, they want that for you as much as they want it for them. And, and there are people like that because you guys are like that. Every time you get a client that's successful, you guys cheer probably as loudly as your oh. yeah, as much as you cheer for yourself. We, yeah. we really do because for us, it's saying, "Okay, our stuff works. Check it out. Here's a perfect example." You know, and and we love it when our clients succeed because they also shout it from the rooftops as well. Yeah, you become you become invested in other people when you're in business for yourself, and you start to create those relationships. Um, and, and you start to, uh, you know, and, and you start to work together, like, you know, like we're working together on this podcast and, and, you know, and we'll be working together with you in, in, in your course. And you start to become invested in that relationship. You want it as much for that other person as they want it. And, and it, it's a beautiful thing. It really, it really is. But Debbie, let me ask you something. We, we said earlier that you, in your book, you say success is easier than failure. Can you tell us a lesson that you've learned from one of your biggest failures? Oh, gosh. Yeah. On um, which day? What month? <laughs> yeah, <right>. um, <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of them, you know, partnerships that were successful partnerships that weren't successful. I've had, you know, many different things. I would say, you know, probably biggest failure was, you know, just if I didn't uh, learn something fast enough, like if I was trying to figure it out on my own, anytime I've ever done that, like, you know, just if I held back and didn't take a risk, uh, you know, because there's still, I'm just generalizing it instead of saying one 
the big thing because, um, you know, I've just learned to take make faster decisions along the way. Um, but also times sometimes when I made fast decisions, I, I didn't pay attention and my emotions were attached. So now I know when I'm making a, fa a fast decision, is it really going to get me the result that I want? And am I acting out of emotion? If I take all the emotion out of it and if I really look at it realistically. So, you know, I take it all down to bare bones, no nonsense reality. And when I'm making a decision and, and when I get foggy in that, then that's usually where I make a mistake. Uh, like, you know, I wanted something else or, you know, I, I got I, you know, I got my emotions or something else mixed up in it. If I'm not, if I'm straight on no nonsense reality on a decision and very clear on my what my outcome is and just staying really strategic, I'm pretty straight on with my decisions and I make a lot less mistakes. So I think that, you know, I think people, you know, can really cut back on the failures they make as long as they just take the emotion out of it and just put, you know, reality. And after you become more successful, that's when you start learning common business sense. Cause it's not like we can go to a class and just learn common business sense because right. teach that in school either. Right. <laughs> right. So that's something again, out in the trenches, you know, I've been, I've been a grassroots entrepreneur since I was 19. So you can imagine the mistakes I made by, I was, by the time I was 25. Right. You know, just kind of just yeah. figured it out on my own. I've just figured it out and moved. And I think as you get smarter, you just start moving in another direction quicker and faster. And um, that's the skill of making it easier. I think when, when you're that young starting out, you don't even understand that there could be failure because you're invincible when you're that young. So everything's going to go great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's either that or get a GLB. And that was funny when oh, I was. Oh, no, no. You know, so the seminar, when I did this seminar, somebody came up and said, the funniest thing you said all day is when you said you were more terrified to go out and fill out an application for a job yeah. than, than to go and, and work harder and get your business running. And that's really true. Like I can build, you know, million dollar, multi-million dollar businesses. And I was terrified to follow an application. And they said that was hysterical. But I said, I just said it so like common sense to me because that is me. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I've never done that. I've never gone, I had to go out and sell myself in that way. So it's, it's interesting. I see people that, you know, they're in their jobs right now. They have to go and sell themselves and, and talk, you know, talk to people and say, I deserve a, a raise or go out there. Um, to me, that is a different mindset than I, what I teach to small business owners and entrepreneurs, because I've just always done success my own terms. And so, you know, um, we have, but here's the thing is we have to learn how to accept failure. And we also have to learn how to accept a lot of no's because even as a professional speaker of 26 years, imagine all the no's I had, um, you know, of course, you know, you put out a proposal, you think I'm perfectly perfect for this to be hired as a speaker. I'm like, so spot on. I've got this nailed. And then they hire somebody completely out of the blue to speak on something completely different. You're like, yeah. okay, well I did, you know, can't take that personally. Right. It's a, well, since we're talking about failure, can you give our listeners and viewers, since we're video and audio here, some ways that they can overcome that fear of failure when they're getting into something new or starting a new business, whatever yeah. it may be? Yeah. I don't know. No. Find your book. Yeah. It's like getting down to like, what is really, what is really causing the fear? It's, it's usually false evidence appearing real, uh, right? That's what, you know, fear is. And so it's like, what's the reality here? 
Okay. If you lost everything, then can you still survive? I mean, you always got to make the risk reward, you know, is, is the risk and the reward worth it to take a, you know, to go and take a, a risk with something. But, you know, fearing failure is, is, is just crazy because you're going to do it. Every small business is dysfunctional. So we just want less dysfunction. And just go, it's a bump in the road. And you just got, you've got to not take it personally going, okay, I just took the wrong step and now I need to adjust it. And the more that we can shift and change, we get closer to success. And all it is is lessons. So if you can look at it and say, okay, I don't look at, oh, I failed at that. I go, hmm, what was the lesson I needed to learn? Oh. The lesson in there. What was the lesson I needed to learn? And sometimes you know it right away. And other times you go, I don't know right now, but just keep asking yourself every day, what was the lesson I need to learn? And it keeps coming up because I guarantee you there's a lesson you need to learn, especially if you made that failure more than once. And so once you learn the lesson and you shift it, you're not going to do it again. Yeah. So, so fail don't keep making the same mistakes, guys. Just yeah, find the lesson and, and fix it. Don't make yeah. the same mistake over and over and over again. Right. Over the head. Hello. <laughs> yeah, failure is just a lesson. Don't be afraid of it. It's just a way of making you better. Um, if you work out, you don't just go, okay, I'm I'm you know, I'm gonna work out like this. You you put weights in your hand, you know, and and you have a little bit of resistance. And I think, you know, if we look at, even if we look at failures, that is that little bit of resistance to make us stronger. Don't, you know, don't go out and seek out failure, but, you know, certainly don't, don't not take the chance because you're afraid of failure. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's a good example of this cat. Like, okay, so let's say there's this failure happening. Like there's no clients coming in. There's no money coming in. Uh, people are, are stressed out because I'm not being able to turn my business around. That's pretty typical, right? Money's yeah. not coming in as fast. How do I get clients? I'm, I'm, I'm fear I'm going to fail. Okay. That's common. Okay. So if you get in that box of that thinking of like, I'm fear of failure, you can't think beyond it. You don't get creative. So you got to move away from it. You got to go, okay, let me have some space here to get creative. And now I realize I got to change up some marketing. I got to do something different because what I'm doing is not working. Right. Yeah. So that failure or that fear, whatever it's causing or doubt or worry is causing frustration. And the reason frustration is there is because frustration is telling you there's another way you need to be doing something. Mm -hmm. So it's awareness, pay attention. The reason you're frustrated when I get super frustrated, sometimes it isn't because I'm not even being successful. It's because I'm just frustrated because I'm bored or, you know, things are dialed in. I want to change it up. That's when I know I need to reinvent my business, um, you know, or I just can't figure something out the right way. I get frustrated. I'm like, OK, I'm not supposed to figure it out because I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like, you know, um, or, you know, frustrated because I offered a certain class or offered a, for a certain service and it didn't sell. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to offer that. Any, you know, maybe that wasn't the one I was supposed to offer. Maybe I'm supposed to do something different that made me more money or got more clients. Pay attention. You know, if it isn't working, change it up. That's Perfect. I love and, it. Yeah. And I also like, you know, you said it might be more clients or more money, or it might be something that satisfies you a little bit more. You know, you have to look at it that way as well. Yeah. If you're not satisfied in what you're doing, right. change it. It's yeah. your it's your company. It's your business. Do whatever Success. the hell you want. 
success on your terms, not on your mother's terms, not on your family's terms, not on society's terms. Well, in my case, they're on Catherine's terms. So. Well, yeah, in your case, success is on, yeah, success is on my terms, but that's that's beside the point. But, I, you know, that's what, Debbie, you've always been about that. You've always been about success on your terms. You've also been about, and you do a whole chapter on this, shameless self-promotion, not just self-promotion. I love you always say this, not just self-promotion. It's always shameless self-promotion. In your face, gotta, you gotta, gotta, you might gotta make an impact, right? Um, yeah, well, back to that one little piece I'm gonna say with changing things up, frustrated. If it's not fun, I'm not gonna do it anymore. So that's what I always do. If it's not fun, I'm not gonna do it. So that Amen. Would Amen. Yes. Amen. So self-promotion, yeah. So that started when, you know, people would always come up to me and say, well, I don't have the marketing money to put the funnels in, the follow up, all the things you're talking about, Barry and Kat. I don't have the money for that. Right? You have yourself, right? You are the biggest follow up and funnel you can create is yourself. And yeah. if you believe in your ideas and your services, you need to be doing something else. Because if you believe in it and you know that it can help people, you need to be a shameless self-promoter. And the difference between shameless and shameful in my book is shameless it means you come from a place of service so i connect my head and my heart together and i come from a place of service but i'm going to put myself out there i'm going to be a little aggressive and in a way of service in a way that supports people not pushy not intrusive not salesy but letting them know it's there because i want to help them okay shameful is like pushy intrusive i just want to sell i want it's all about me i want to get more sales that's when somebody's done it to you ineffectively and so you think self-promotion, probably, if you, if you don't like it, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to look pushy and intrusive like that. Yeah. Well, that's the wrong way. There is an art and a science to it and a way of putting yourself out there and letting people know what you, you do, but doing it in a way that people are, are really engaged. And it's almost like a magnet tracks more business to you. Yeah. And people actually are are actually um, really respect you because when you get a new book out there or you get a new thing out there, a new service out there, they know that you're promoting it and they, they like it because they're like, Hey, you're a great marketer. They, they honor you because they see you're successful versus like you're hiding it. Or why didn't you tell me about that? I didn't even know you offered that. You know, when I, when I do business with a, a company and they don't try and upsell me to service something else, I get like, you know, I kind of get upset about that. Cause I'm thinking, you know, like, for example, you go in for massage and then they go, hey, you want some hot stones with that? You know, you could just do the partial hot stones. You don't have to do all. Oh, OK, I'll take that. And then how would you like, you know, I, it's like fries with that. You know, tell me about the fries. I might want fries that day. Right. <laughs> I always want fries just for the record. I get the fries. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that that's that's what we, we were talking about earlier. You're doing a disservice if you don't offer something that can help your client or your potential client. Right. You got to let them know it's there. Which, well, which for here's an example. Okay. So you're offering a service. So I had a client that was flew in from Florida to do a VIP day with me. She just bought a VIP day. Brand new client just came in and bought a VIP day. And um, we had to rebuild all of her branding, her website. I mean, oh my gosh, we did so much in a day. She said, oh my gosh, I got more done in one day than I did in three years with you. It's amazing. So, and then she's telling me other things she needs. So she tells me, I also need to, you know, I want to speak, but I, I don't know how to speak because, you know, I don't really have put, put my presentation together. And I'm like, well, we should come to my VIP speaker training then. And so I start telling her about that. And she's like, well, when's your next one? And then 
Uh, I don't know if I'll be ready for that. Oh, of course you will, because I'm, I'm going to have you ready for that. And then next thing I know, she's signing for that. But I didn't even try and sell her. I'm just paying attention. I'm paying attention to what she needs. I would never even offer to sell that to her if she wasn't the right fit, because right. I didn't mention it to her because I didn't even know, it, you know, she wanted to be a speaker. If that was something that was going to fit into her business model. So I wasn't going to push her and sell her something she didn't need. But when she did say that she needed it, it was a perfect fit. And so there, you know, now there's, there's another opportunity. It's really easier to sell people that have already done business with you. They've already got, they've already got results. So when they're telling you I've already got results, they're looking for more ways to do business with you. And then you just have to listen to what other services you, you can offer them. Right. That, that they actually need um, because you, you said it, you don't want to sell them something they don't need because, no. because then you're going to leave a bad taste in their mouth. Right. You know, and, and I think more people will give negative feedback than they will positive feedback. Okay. So if they don't like something, they're going to let other people know about it. And you don't want that to happen. You have to stay in absolute integrity with everything that you do. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Definitely. That's a that's a key thing. And people don't teach you that either. You know, about, you know, integrity and your core values in business. It's just it's just who you are. And, yeah. and then you, you keep these relationships and then you choose that. You, cho you choose what your core values are and you choose to stay there because you will be tested to move outside your core values at times when yeah. it's there, opportunities there. And you really kind of, well, it seems like I could be easy to go and take that, but it really is out of my core values. Never. Cause that's probably when you said another mistake, if I've ever done any mistakes or less, you know, learn from them is I was probably outside of my core values taking uh, you know, a client that really wasn't a fit and I knew it because I wanted to take the money at the time uh, or was, you know, not really working with somebody that was out of, that was not in integrity. And I kind of knew it, the red flags were there yeah. attention because I wanted that business relationship. I mean, you know, you know what it is. So I, I think that we're, when we're really clear, we're in tune, just like any relationship we're, we're in tune with what's right and what's not right. And then to me now, my business integrity means more than anything. So I'm not going to, no waiver there. Absolutely. No. And, 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 and no one ever should, you know, we, we, we should never waver in, in, in what's in our heart and what's in our core value, because that is your guidepost. That is your direction. That's, that's, that's Jiminy cricket sitting on your shoulder, <laughs> you know, just absolutely listen to it. Well, so, I mean, one of the things I, I remember very early on, I was in my twenties and you remember certain things, you know, growing yeah. up, hopefully guided you or guided you in a different direction. If you needed to go there, my dad always said, you don't need to discount yourself, you know, build value around what you offer and your services and hold tight to that. If you want to make somebody a special offer, because it's the, you know, the values there still, but you have to always keep your value. Don't, don't discount what you do, build more value instead of discounting yourself. And, and that was really a key uh, thing. Um, and not only do I always hold my value, I always give a lot for people and you guys do too. give as much as you can, but hold that value. You don't give yourself away because, you know, it is business. And I have some clients like that that are just absolutely brilliant experts, but they give too much away. And you, that's that's not good business either, because, uh, you know, you can help people, but you got to charge them or it's not a business. It's a yeah. hobby. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If if you want to save the world, you still have to make money in order to do it. So, right. so just make the money and then help the people that you can. It's it's as simple as that. And I lost my entire train of thought where I was going to go next. So 
Uh, Catherine, I'm going to leave this one to you. I, I was going to say, I know that there's our listeners out there that are saying, okay, Debbie, you're full of it. Success is not easy. I tried it once for five minutes and it was, it was too hard for me. In your book, you said, if success is not easy, you're doing it wrong. How well, am I doing it wrong? How, how did they do it wrong? I'm doing it wrong, probably, but there could be in many ways. Uh, you know, probably the letting the fear of success or the fear of failure come in, uh, you know, allowing that to guide you and listening to wrong people. You know, a lot of people have opinions. Pretty much everybody has opinions. Uh, <laughs> listening to people with opinion, opinions that have never been successful, right? Instead of listening to the successful people. All right. And I, I know a lot of people do that. Well, like, okay, well, you know, so-and-so said this and well, I'm doubting it. So then this doubt comes on and they don't make any decisions at all. So they just stay stuck. And they go, Why am I so stuck? Why am I not getting clients? Why am I not making money? Well, you created it yourself. I mean, cause it's the people you're listening to. You allowed yourself to stay there, you know? Right. And so I had, a, I had a gentleman, he's come to three of my uh, events, my highly paid expert workshop event. He came okay. sometimes he's like, I've been surrounded by all of these really successful people and successful speakers and everything. I wanted to do this for 20 some years. Tell me why I haven't done it. I've had all these mentors surrounding me. And I said, why haven't he says, why haven't I not done it? And I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, only you have the answer to that. You know, it's inside your head. You know, you're stopping it. You know, what's the self-sabotage you're creating? I didn't say that self-sabotage, but I mean, you know, the answer, he goes, Oh my gosh, like it was a brilliant lightning bolt that I came up with. Like no one's ever told me that. I said, well, they're all here surrounding you. Why haven't you stepped in? You, you, you don't, I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that for me. And I said, you know, I don't think you should come back until you got that answer figured out because there's nobody here that can help you until you're ready to help yourself. Because they always say the teacher will appear when the student's ready. Well, this student hasn't been ready for 20 some years. He may never be ready. Don't, don't even bother coming back until you're ready to learn or until you're ready to embrace something. You can't just talk about it. You have to do something. You know, and that's a, lot and a, lot of, a lot of times I think we're also surrounded by people who are cheering for our failure and not even realizing it. Yeah. You know, the, the people that have jobs that have businesses that are not successful. If those are the people you're hanging around with, they may say they want you to be successful, but their actions are proving otherwise. And that, that gets inside your head. And then, then you have your own self-sabotage like you were just talking about. So we, I think we all have to be careful of that as well. Exactly. And you can't, you can't judge yourself with somebody else. And so a lot of times people could feel jealous because somebody else is more successful than them, or they're trying to, um, they feel they, they feel not good about them. Like I said, they're not good about that, that person being successful because they don't feel good about themselves. And you really got to watch that because all of us can go through that at certain times in our lives. Just that's our own personal barometer just going, Hey, you're not feeling good about yourself right now. Snap out of that. Right. You know, I'm not having confidence. But the thing is that, um, you know, you got to learn how to shift it. And so when failure is coming up, when you're doubting yourself is go to somebody you can trust. So, you know, I will go to speak to my husband who will be always 100 percent honest with me. And I'll be telling him, well, I was worried about this. He goes, Deb, that's not even the piece. It's not your thing. It's, it's this thing. It's this little thing. Just take care of that little thing 
and the rest will come across. What you're talking about here doesn't make sense. You, you know the answer to that because, you know, when we hear people say, here's the problem and they go, oh, I can't figure it out. But then they, but then they repeat to themselves, but I'm really good and I'm really great. And I've done all these great things. And I'm like, are you listening to yourself? Like, you know, you, you know, there's this problem you can't solve or you're worried about something, but then you're saying all these great things about yourself, but you're not listening to yourself. <laughs> Right. And if and then if you're not talking to the right person when you're doing this, that could just magnify. So you find people that support you and not the dream stealers, people that support you and say, you got this, you got this helps you have that accountability partner. We all need accountability partners. You guys hold each other as accountability partners, but a lot of solo entrepreneurs are that it. They're solo. They they they've got to have somebody uh, as an accountability partner in a group or a personal mentor or something. Otherwise, it's it's a lonely place out there. And, and let me tell you, what we have found is we cannot be each other's accountability partners. Husbands and wives will enable each other. A lot of times, you're lucky, Debbie, in that because yeah, you're you're absolutely lucky in that. Husbands and wives can can be enablers. You know, oh, it's okay, honey. You go you go rest. We'll worry about it tomorrow. Yeah, well, Greg's tough on me that way. He won't enable me. See, so he's <laughs> the top one. So, um, so yeah, he gives me tough love. So when he's like supporting me in that way, I know it's like, okay, it's really good. Now he knows, he knows when to yeah. do it. So, and then I have, I have all their friends that I just don't talk about business with. So you have your business and then you have your business associates that, mm -hmm. that you yes. really trust. And that's, that's really key. And, and so, you know, if you have your friends that just aren't in the same like-minded as you, just don't talk about business with them. Don't ask their opinions. You know, because yeah. they're, they're going to give you wrong opinions and, or those people that you may be at another level than them. And there might be people all around you that are always asking you to give them. You know, there's a whole chapter in my book is getting your asking gear. And that's a great way to get good business. But there's also those people out there that are trying to get business, trying to get uh, asked from you and they don't take advantage. They just take advantage of you. And I call those ask holes. So that's what I was trying to get with that. I was trying to get that word out, ask holes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's there's there's that there's that balance. You definitely have to get your ask in gear. Um, other people are going to get their ask in gear with you. Don't you be an ask hole, and don't let others be an ask hole to you, where they're just sucking all your energy. And don't suck somebody else's energy either. You've you've got to achieve that balance, and that's and I think that's so important. And you also have to set goals. Goal setting is huge. Every coach, every business mentor, every everybody will tell you about setting goals. You talk about understanding though behind the goal why you want the goal. Why is it so important? That. That's behind the goal. <laughs> yeah. Why you want it, right? Well, that's that's really key because it's like, am I just chasing more money just to chase money? Um, am I chasing more clients just to get clients? And then you got too many clients and you can't service them. Uh, you know, you got to know why you're chasing the goal. I mean, you know, what is it to, that you really want to achieve? You know, mine is I want to, you know, help people be successful. So to do that, I have to chase a certain number of clients. I don't chase right. them. They usually chase me, but I take yeah. a certain number of clients that I work with for a full year and they're my VIP clients. So I can't take a huge number those because I build their businesses. That's a chunk of my business. I love building. Um, and then even clients that I choose to go out and do professional speaking with their clients that I want to work with, that I'm excited about their companies and learning. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's just another piece of being able to have a choices. 
in business because we only have so much time. Uh, so when somebody says to me, you know, can I pick your brain or, you know, can we meet for coffee? I'm like, no, you know, I have coffee at home, right? I don't need me for coffee. Or, or I got very strategic. What are we talking about here? Because I get that all the time. You get people on LinkedIn that are constantly asking you, let's set up a call even, even, even a call. Like, well, 20 minutes of your time, if you're really strategic and you don't even know what it is they're trying to talk to you about, you got to be very, very clear on what you're doing with your time every single day because those days just click away. And then you've got another week and a month or whatever, and you haven't got the clients that you want, the kind of money you want because you've been letting time click away and or you're getting the wrong people. Yeah, and the, the wrong people is huge. We we call them PETAs, the PETA yeah. clients. Oh, that's uh, so funny. My mom used to call them that like oh, years ago. That's funny. But, you know, they're the ones you don't want to work with. Yeah. They might be perfect for somebody else, which is great. But, you know, if they're going to bitch and moan every time you want to do something or every time you come out, oh, it's how much? We don't, we, that's not the person we, we want people that are excited to be working with us and we want to be excited to be working with them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, having the right people is huge. Right. Cause they see the value of what you have to offer and yeah. having the wrong people can just drain you as well in your business. And, uh, you know, I don't care if it's a retail store, if it's, you're a coach or whatever you are, when I had my retail stores, I had to throw people out of my retail stores because they were, oh, yeah. They were more work than they were worth, right? And the same in the coaching mm -hmm. business and consulting business. It's like I've had to bless and release people that were not a good fit. And the same thing in my event business. I've had to release people out of the room that were not a good fit, that were shifting the energy. That yeah. you know, It's like you know how to release and get that out of there because when you're focused on what you want and your goals, then you have to align yourself with all the people that fit those goals and, and fit that direction. Otherwise, you're going to be, you know, it, they're going to bring barriers there. And so I think that's a huge thing. People just, well, sometimes they think I'd be too nice. I don't want to speak. I don't want to say anything, but it's like, this is business, right? If it's business, you need to speak up, get yeah. what you want. Yeah. You do it. We do it in other parts of our lives too. I mean, and, and you don't have to be nasty about it. You know, well, oh my gosh, get out of my store. Catherine, you don't have to be nasty about it. <laughs> I need to learn that lesson. But you, you just, this is not a fit. This is, you know, this is not working. This is not a fit. It, it's not benefiting anybody. So know what you want. Set that goal. Know why you want that goal, as you say in your book. And and just go for it. And, and if it doesn't fit, then release it. Bless it, like you said. Bless it and release it. That's that's a That's a beautiful way of putting it, Debbie. Bless it and release it. Yeah. And your, and your goals are going to change if you're really clear on, and, on why you want the goals, what you want to do. Um, you know, my goals are beyond me. It's not just the money. It's not just the results. It's results for other people. And yeah. so, you know, I think if you get real, real clear on how you define your success, what your goals are and why you want those goals, then you have this passion to keep moving forward because, you know, it starts with clarity. A lot of people just don't have clarity and they just get really unfocused. That's the majority of people I see that are having problem, problems in business. They, they don't have clarity. They're trying to do too many things. Um, I just met somebody uh, the other day and she's got, I'm trying to remember how many jobs she, she has three jobs now. And she was mentioning another one she was going to start. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Tell, first of all, you said you're broke and then you've got Two, you got two businesses that you own and you got a job to get, you know, survive for this one. You're thinking about doing, 
oh my gosh, there's no way. I mean, pick a path, pick a path, you know, because it's basically saying, well, I started this business. It didn't go fast enough. So I started this business to kind of work with these clients. But I don't know if that's going to go because I have to, yeah, it was this cycle like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then you get a job, which pulls you away from that. I mean, hey, I'm all about, you've got to go get a job to help yourself survive you pay your mortgage and you got to do that short cycle but you got to know what your goal is how long i'm going to do this to get out of this so i can make a space to focus 100 on my business because i have other clients that have jobs that want to get the hell out of there and yeah. you need to make a certain amount of money to leave okay so i understand that but i'm also the true entrepreneur that says okay I, you know i would go i'm going to jump ship first i mean I, I'm going to build some clients and have some success, but I'm not going to wait until I get that much money to leave because you're never going to make that much money to leave. You have to take a leap, take the leap of faith that you're going to leave the job, start your business. Now you have all of your time and energy goes into building that business. How much faster is it going to go? Twice as fast, right? Twice as fast it's going to go. Plus you have some pressure on you that says, I got to make it go. Yeah. And to find out, you probably make twice as much money as you were in that job you didn't like anyway, because you're doing now what you like, right? And in and, the and worst case scenario, okay, I always look at the worst case scenario. So let's say you didn't grow as fast as you want, this business takes time to build. So okay. you have to sell the house you have equity in, you, and you get into a smaller place, and you put your money into your business, and you build it because you believe in it 100%, and you build it, and then you go get a bigger house. You know, it's like you have to take some risks and you have to uh, be able to give up something if you want something bigger. That's what entrepreneurs are willing to do. And then it's going back to the magic word, be strategic. You know, like you said, if you need to get that job short term to cover the bills, to pay the mortgage, do it, but be strategic while you're doing that. What are you doing the rest of the 16 hours a day? Yeah. You know, be strategic, learn, build clientele and, then quit the job. Yes, you will be losing money. It's as simple as that. There's there's no question. You're not going to be making as much. You're not going to be making as much as if you had a job and had your business. Just get rid of the job. And then you build back up again because yeah. you have a strategy, because you've got a strategic plan in place. That's That's the biggest thing. Well, you don't have this lifeline. There's like this false lifeline, right? So yeah. people that are saying, I hate my job. I don't want to leave. It's my lifeline. But they don't hate it bad enough because they're holding on to the lifeline. You, yep. you let go of that lifeline and you put all your energies and efforts and skill and knowledge and everything you're learning into what you're doing on this new path. You're going to go faster. You're going to be more successful. You can't do it part time. You can't right. have all of these things going. It's just no one can do it. Okay. You have to have one focus path. That's one of the things I learned very early on. One focus path, get something, get successful at it. So, um, you know, leap, leap before you're ready. And, and that's part of being an entrepreneur is taking the risk, leap before you're ready, make a space. And when you make the space, you're going to find that you have a lot more time to learn and, and a lot more time to network, a lot more time to look for customers and learn what you're doing to get it growing. Absolutely. So, Debbie, this book is fabulous. Um, all your books are fabulous and 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 love reading. But this one in particular is fabulous, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, so how can how can our listeners continue to learn more? Get your book, get with you, learn more about making their success easy. Tell us, 
Where, where are they going? How do they get to you? So there's a website for the book. It's called successeseasybook.com. Okay. Yeah, right there, successeseasybook.com. So on there, you can click through and um, get the book and buy it online, get all kinds of good stuff from that. And also you can click on course. So I'm offering a course that's starting uh, February 25th, I think. Um, so my new online course is going to be a masterclass where I teach the lessons that are in the book and go into a deep dive. So not only are we teaching, you'll have me mentoring you there as a, a small online group for 10 full weeks. Um, and those of you that want to take an extension of the course and do a live two-day VIP, it's kind of like a VIP day with me, but within a small group, um, people pay thousands of dollars to a VIP day with me. So you're going to be able to have like a VIP day with me in a small group um, and then just get all of your answers taken care of, move forward, getting the right steps because I love doing strategic planning. That's one of the things I do. So once you're done with the course, you've got real clarity on your business. Um, then come June, you can come out and have two days with me um, and, and we can do that VIP in a, in VIP day in a small group. So that's all there. Successeseasybook.com forward slash course. So go, go to course when you're on that. Uh, just Yeah. When you're on that website, then click on course and you'll find it all. That's where it's at. <laughs> and, and whenever you're watching our podcast or listening or whatever, please, first of all, go to successeseasybook.com and certainly go to successeseasybook.com slash course, because you never know what Debbie's doing and what's happening next and what courses she's offering next. And they're always fabulous. And they are, and it's, you will take your business so far forward by, by doing this and working with her and we did, and we have, and we are. Um, so we, we absolutely love you, Debbie, enjoying the book. Um, everybody needs to read it. If you want to be successful in business, you really, you really want to change your mindset. I think that's one of the biggest things that the book does is it changes your mindset first and then it gives you a strategy yeah. to do. Yeah. And thanks so much. A compliment that you enjoyed the book so much that you signed up for the course and the uh, June class. And I look forward to having you both there. And the thing is about the course is the group course that I'm doing here is the only time I'll do it as a group course. So this is your time to jump in and do it with me when I'm there doing it live with you. Because after that, you're just going to get a recording. It'll be a course, but it will just be a recording. It won't be there, me there helping you. Right. Um, June class is just something I wanted to do as a deep dive with people that jumped into the course the first time, take them a little further. Um, and it helps me too, because I, I'm going deeper into deep dive teaching this. And uh, I learn from you guys as well, learning what questions you have. Um, it helps me me learn as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but those are those are two very rare opportunities that are not going to be uh, going to be repeated. So jump on the bandwagon there. I made them real affordable for you to jump in. So yes, you so did. mentioning that for your group, too. And oh. you look here, are, are all your listeners in uh, the Scottsdale area or are they all over the place? All over the place. They are all over the place. No, because they can listen online and they can fly in and see us in June because it's a beautiful temperature here in Scottsdale in, in June. It's oh, yes. perfect, perfect <laughs> balmy weather. <laughs> terrible. Okay, so the hotel rates are cheap in June. Yeah, they're cheap. <laughs> they are a lot less. So it's it 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 is very well worth your while. Get on, get into the class, get with Debbie, um, join Barry and I in, in doing this and uh and find out for yourself that success is in fact easy when you have all the steps in place and you have that strategy, success is easy. 
Debbie, as always, it is such a pleasure to hang out with you. And we oh, learned so yeah. much. Well, we have fun. And not only is it easy, it's fun with you guys. So, you know, I know how to do that. We make it. So it's been great being here with you. And I remember telling you a while back, don't, don't, you know, don't do your podcast. <laughs> what are you doing with your podcast? I'm glad you stuck with it and you're doing your podcast. You've been doing it a long time. You're doing a really good job. And so it's been an honor to be here with you today. Thank, Thank you, me. Debbie. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye, guys.